0: You're listening to the Buildify Method Podcast, where we're all about mindset, systems, and profit. As a nationally recognized business consultant, coach, and speaker, your host Aaron Keith is passionate about supporting the entrepreneur community by sharing his knowledge gained from coaching over 10,000 entrepreneurs in nearly 20 years, companies ranging from billion-dollar enterprises and celebrities all the way to Main Street and small startups. Each build a blunt, no-bullshit conversation is led by Aaron along with his co-host Ryan Coyne, a veteran tech consultant and nationally recognized speaker. Each week, Aaron and Ryan deconstruct mental and physical aspects of the topics that challenge all successful entrepreneurs, while also providing coaching, insight, and specific advice on distinctions that affect all growth-minded entrepreneurs. So listen up. It's time to work on your business, not just in your business.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome. My name is Aaron Keith. I'm going to welcome you all to the Buildify Method Podcast. I'm joined today with my co host, Ryan Coyne.
0: Thank you, Aaron. And today's topic is the fantasy, the dream, the ultimate goal for all entrepreneurs exit strategy and selling your company. We've all watched Shark Tank. We've all thought about who takes over when we're ready to hang it up. We all think about whether it's going to be a next of kin or somebody that we know, or somebody that just comes out of left field and says, Hey, I'm interested in buying your business. And sometimes you're even going out and trying to find that person. So much goes into this topic. It is so much deeper than most people realize. And it starts a lot sooner than most people realize too. So in that vein, we have a two episode series on this special editions of the Buildify Method podcast, where we're going to cover the sections and the things you need to think about but with today's topic is going to be the first three sections, prepping for the sale, prepping your mindset, and assembling your team. And episode two is going to cover the tactical work as the process gets underway, the negotiations, and actually nailing the deal. So with today's topics being prepping for the sale, prepping your mindset, and assembling your team, Aaron, why don't you take us into the first section, prepping for the sale?
1: Yeah, Ryan, this is really great. So so set some context, everybody. I've sold now on my second company for sale, and helped dozens of my clients over the last twenty years work on and execute the sale of their company. And you know, Ryan, you've been intimately with me uh, for this uh, this acquisition that I'm part of right now, and it's been such a, a a mental roller coaster and physical roller coaster that I think it's so important to start to pull apart this topic. I don't think this is a topic that's talked about enough. I think a lot of entrepreneurs wait too soon to start to learn and to educate and to prepare their company. This is something that should be looked at at least two years or more out from execution. So this is a great thing to start to get into at any stage of your business. It's never too early to learn and start to prepare. So the first thing that we want to discuss with all of you today is kind of getting into the initial setup. So one of the first takeaways or first bullet points that you all want to write down through this episode is valuation find someone pay someone to do a really thorough valuation two years or more out for your company what this does is it uncovers and unearths a lot of critical information stuff that you would have never thought about and you're hearing it from an expert you're hearing it from someone who has years and years of experience especially hopefully someone who specializes in your industry and you're going to learn so many valuable points that you'll allow to take back to your company and then spend the next couple of years working on and working on and working on really perfecting the craft of your business so when it is time to to unveil it to a potential buyer this thing looks like a well-tuned machine and that will get you the maximum sale price. So I think Ryan I think that's one of the first things for for people to do is get that evaluation done, start to learn where are your strengths where are your weaknesses of your company, and start to move forward on that. So there you are, you've you've got that evaluation, you know your strengths, you know your weaknesses. I think the next bullet point that a lot of entrepreneurs need to work on is setting the KPIs around that. They need to know these are the KPIs that are going to matter in the sale. Let's start to put some true key performance indicators around this and some structure around this and start to manage year over year that you're moving the needle in those very specific places in your business.
0: And this also gives you a chance to be able to start fixing the things that are identified that are maybe need needing improvement, right? Absolutely. And then I think where a lot of people get myopically focused,
1: which is good, is it's very important, is the sale number. Like what number do I want to sell for? Do I want to sell for five million, ten million? Am I going for 20 million? It is important to know that number, right? Because we have to set a target and we have to build our structure and our KPIs around that target but that big sexy number gets very juicy to the ego and we tend to lose focus on the grit and the grind that's required to build up a business to that level so that's why i'm saying you got to know your number set it down but really focus on those kpis start putting strategies and actions in place start moving the needle in those 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 key places so ryan we've talked about this before in other build episodes If we have a CEO listening to us right now, uh, you know, a business owner listening to us right now, and they're interested in starting to lay down those KPIs for their business, what kind of software, what what kind of tools should they be using to track these very important KPIs that are going to help them get that big, huge
0: sale number? There's a lot of different software that's available that lets you track all different kinds of information in dashboard view. That's generally the best way that you can be present to it. That you and other members of your team that you're going to be assembling, which we'll talk about, can keep tracking these things and not only the collection of the data, but also to be able to get at a glance whether or not these things are improving. My favorite is Clipfolio. Clipfolio is something that allows you to just have data sources, whether it's manual or connected to other things automatically, it can even be your financial software. Uh, And it all of a sudden gives you these little, uh, these indicators, these gauges, so to speak, uh, can be represented either as bar graphs and all different kinds of data representations and visualizations uh, that enables your and your team to be able to have that relationship to the material. So I recommend dashboard views. And if you're on Microsoft 365 platform, Power BI, Power Business Insights, uh, and it also is a similar aggregator to get all that information in the same place. There's a lot of different software that does something similar, but Clipfolio is arguably the most accessible. I think it's about 80 bucks a month for all the pro features that most people need. Okay.
1: All right, so everyone, so as a takeaway, you wanna start researching some of these KPI dashboards that are available out there to Ryan's point. And then I'd say the last point in the, the preparation phase is doing some reading. Um, A lot of business owners don't know the multiple that their company sells for in their industry. So You have to start researching not just the sale of a business, of a business. It's the sale of a business in your industry. Each industry has very, very unique uh, features that will impact what the the sales price is and what some of those uh, interesting little nuggets are that your evaluator is going to inform you on. So start doing that research. Start being informed. There's two books that I recommend in preparation. These are books that you don't necessarily want to be reading, you know, the day before you sell your company. Th- these are books you want to be reading, you know, preferably a couple years in advance, or at least a year in advance. One of them is Walking to Destiny by Chris Snyder. The next one, The Ten Trillion Dollar Opportunity by Richard Jackman. Uh, we'll put these in the show notes, but these are two books that will be very insightful, open your mind. Give you some different things to think about, some different uh, different uh, opportunities.
0: Yeah, so that's great to have reading material because a lot of us just need reference to get our minds built out to think this way. Because for most people, especially entrepreneurs, the only relationship to this kind of dynamic is typically if they've ever bought or sold a house or apartment, right? Where they've got a price in mind for something, or maybe the person they're buying it from does, and then either an engineer or you know maybe an appraiser comes in. Um, And changes the scenario by which the numbers are actually, uh, you know, levied on everybody. Absolutely. Uh, Yeah. So it kind of takes everything back down to earth where maybe you had a different idea in mind. um, And you hear this from real estate agents and different people all the time uh, that, you know, a seller doesn't want their house to be on the market for what it's actually worth. You know, they have an emotional attachment to it. And that brings up a good point that I want to raise also is that a lot of things about your business that you've been investing time and energy and money and all these different things into might not actually have the kind of impact on your sale price that you think it does that's one of the things that the valuator is going to be able to help you understand is what are actual assets what is something that actually makes the company more valuable and what is something that maybe improves the business and makes it better and you know, has your, your appeal and your, your, your authenticity to the marketplace and all these different factors that make your business successful improve, but actually doesn't amount to the pile of beans that you think it does when it comes to somebody who's interested in acquiring you. So that's something important too. That's a really huge point, Ryan. And as you saw from the, you
1: know, the experience that you helped him with, with mine, you know, there's, there's so many points that we're emotionally attached to. And when you find out from that value, like, oh my gosh, this thing over here is actually worth more money and this other thing over here is not, it allows you to go in so much more strategically and mentally prepared. Your mental fortitude is so much more trued up because there's no surprises. You know what's getting marked up and what's getting marked down. So it's to your point, it's a a really good exercise to start to go through. So with that point, why don't we roll into mindset a little bit? Sounds good. Let's do it. So there's, there's two takeaways here that I think are absolutely critical. Right. So what I want you all to write down that are listening to this uh this build episode is you have to know your walk away number. We we feel, right, and I feel this is very, very important. I think it sets up strength in you. This helps build your own backbone. The uh the acquisition process is like a very long hike. You're you're gonna get worn down. And if you're not prepared for that journey, it's very easy to make some mistakes when you're negotiating. Um, so this is the the place where you prepare. You prepare for the hike. We're not hiking yet. We're preparing for that hike. So we have to know you're drop dead. I'm walking away from this deal. I'm not taking it. I'm going to continue building. So that's bullet point number one. And then two, know your your target sale price. What do you want to sell for? What, what's that ideal sales price? Don't get overly locked into it. It may not go that way, but you need to know what you want and then what your, your walk away is. And then again, just be ready for the hike. This is a journey. We've seen with lots of clients that they've they've lost money or they've left money on the table because they were exhausted, and the the team they were negotiating uh, against are seasoned. They've done this before. They know how this goes, and they're just wearing down the seller. You're not
0: in a negotiation with somebody who it's their first rodeo, you know, people don't just necessarily say, Hey, I think I want to buy a business today. You know, it's, it's, it can be either a, 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 what they, a private equity group. It can be a group of people who have bought other businesses before, you know, and and they're going to throw a lot of things at you, like, uh, you know, for example, a evaluator that they work with uh, that is going to maybe come up with numbers that are potentially in their favor, which only underscores the importance of having your own. Similar to arbitration, when it comes to legal matters,
1: right? Absolutely. So, mindset wise, that's what I would recommend. Know your drop dead number, know your target number, and mentally prepare yourself for the hike. Um. So, you know, kind of rolling into our next section here, I think this has a lot to do with it. Part of what helps you prepare for this hike is your team, right? Your team of people around you are going to provide perspectives, uh, unique knowledge because they've been there and done that. And so that knowledge gives you awareness. It gives you capacity. That capacity allows you to be a better human and a better negotiator through this entire process so that you're even keeled. The emotions aren't getting the better of you. And this, it allows you to think on your feet because things change so fast through this process. So Ryan, let's, let's dive into assembling your team. You and I have talked, yeah, you've, you've talked at length with me about this. So for everybody listening to the show, um, not only is Ryan, uh, you know, my co-host on this podcast and he's uh, the tech consultant to my different companies. Ryan's, uh, one of his unique specialties is linguistics. Ryan has a depth of understanding around words and phrases and knowing how those words and phrases come together to impact the brain and cause results. So Ryan, I want you to talk about the special tool that you introduced me to way back when it was in beta and that we've used with clients. I know you use it with your celebrity clients. Talk to us about
0: Crystal Nose and the benefits of it. Yes. Crystal Nose is an incredible tool that uses all the information that exists on the internet about a person. The same stuff that Google, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, you know, Microsoft, DoubleClick, um, even Gmail. Which when you use a personal Gmail account, part of the deal that you're making to get this awesome stuff for free, uh, Google Maps, you know, all the different things that you use that you don't pay for, you are the product. Your data, your behavior is the product so that advertising can be targeted at you effectively um, and all of your different consumer purchase habits and consumer behavior habits are used against you in in the best possible way. Right. So it is able to use LinkedIn as an anchor point. So if somebody's got a LinkedIn profile, you can use Crystal Nose and install the Chrome extension go to anybody's LinkedIn profile and click a button that says, get personality that pops out from the right side with the software installed. And it's going to do, run a very quick analysis, only takes a few seconds. And then it gives you a full indicator of what their disc profile is based on all this behavior. Now, most people who I showed to say that it is scarily accurate, north of 90 to 95% accurate. And even if it's not how somebody would behave uh, 100% in their personal life, This is the way that they are conducting themselves for the most part. This is the way that they are presenting themselves to the world and how they essentially want to be treated and communicated with. That's the important thing to remember here. So if you looked yourself up and you disagree with the data, this is how you're behaving, even if you don't necessarily agree. Right. And what it yields is very specific coachable insights that tell you how this person is most effectively communicated with. It tells you what words to use, what words to avoid, it shows you their strengths, their blind spots, it shows you even suggested email subject lines and formats, how you're supposed to greet them, what the sign off is supposed to be, and specific phrases to key into what essentially is the goal that you're going for. It even has dropdowns for, I am going to call or email this person. In order to do what? And you can click it and say, make a sales pitch or try to get them to have a meeting with me and so on and so forth. So it gives you an edge. You know, If you're a kind of person that is running a business, one of your strengths already is maybe keying into the nonverbal things. Of course, with COVID and different things that are happening in the world, we don't necessarily have the benefit of that in-person body language interaction that aids things that we all used to. Uh-huh. And we have to rely on our other skills, right? right? So you may spend a lot of time with somebody, you're talking to somebody, but this fills in the gaps with that. And it also gives you a lot of insights into somebody that they may not want to show you because it's a negotiation and nobody wants to be tipping their cards. So right. th- it works for team members and when you're hiring and you know all different kinds of situations, but it's very important for this to understand what are the ways that you'll be able to tailor your goals and your communication to what this person really needs to hear to get it across. Because your communication strategy, your language that you speak, the way that you get things through to somebody needs to be slightly modified in order to be effective when it's a negotiation and you're trying to leverage these different things with somebody. Absolutely. So, yeah. So in your process, we were looking at the the incoming communications that were coming to you had very specific things. That were telling us how we needed to respond if you just looked a little deeper and tried to read between the lines. And the software helped us with that as well.
1: Absolutely. So let's talk about effectiveness because that's one of the things that really showed up in this phase of the transaction. So, another member of our team that I want to kind of introduce here is Lynn M. White. Lynn White is a longtime friend of 20 years. She's one of the top sales consultants in the United States. Um, She's just one of the most intelligent, well-rounded humans that I know. And I have the pleasure of calling her a friend and a colleague. So Lynn uh, was an intricate part of my my team here. So here's why I want to show you where the effectiveness really comes in with your team. Lynn was able to help me identify the strategy and identify the buyer's strategy. So we could start to see their approach and what they were trying to craft so that way, we were able to craft our response to that narrative. And then what Ryan would do is Ryan would help take our strategy and craft it in such a way using very specific words and phrases, also based on crystal know. so we knew how we needed to position our points so that that buyer's brain would accept us and accept what we're saying in, a, in such a way that it would land well. So it was a really beautiful symphony of having these strategic consultant, myself, and Ryan working together, building strategy and languaging that strategy. So our emails, our, our verbal conversations were very prepared. So I think everybody listening... Find that linguistics person, find that person who's a beautiful writer, who really knows how to put things so there's no edge, there's absolute clarity in the email or absolute clarity in the messaging of something and have that consultant behind you who's really working with you from the strategy perspective and help infusing you with knowledge because they've done deals like this, right? It's really important that your consultant has done transactions like this before they have a deep understanding of finance they understand the emotional roller coaster involved so they're coaching you and holding you accountable and keeping you in the right mental uh, mental space so that's two people i think are absolutely unique and critical to your team now just a quick overview of the other people on your team which i think are very obvious so i'm not going to spend time on that we obviously need a really good attorney involved we need a you know your accountant involved and preferably evaluator So when it is time to do the transaction, you have your own valuator there who's evaluated your business recently so that you're using that, your own valuation and the buyer's valuation. You can use that as a negotiating tool. So your attorney, your evaluator, your accountant, your linguistics person, and your consultant. I think those are the, the players on your team that make up the winning formula from an effectiveness standpoint.
0: Yeah, I also want to add and I'm going to put this in the show notes along with the uh, the Chris Snyder and the Richard Jackham book that you mentioned earlier. Um Dr. Frank Luntz is one of my my uh, my linguistics idols. Okay, I don't agree with him across the board on all different kinds of things and and how he conducts himself, but one of the books that he wrote is called Words That Work and it is a really fantastic audiobook. It's I think it's about 370 pages. Um that book changed my life. And in that book, he goes over the 10 rules of effective communication, does all these case studies about how gambling became gaming and liquor became spirits. And this is actually the person who invented the term climate change. Wow. Yeah. And he's got other books about how to win at business and what Americans really want. And he's really into focus groups and all these different wonderful things about analyzing human behavior with language. But reading words that work for you as an entrepreneur, or listener. This is what's going to help you start to become automatic and instinctual when it comes to the way that you receive other people's communication and understanding how you need to craft and modify your communication strategy and response. It did a lot for me and it will for you too. So that wraps our first episode in our two-part series on exit strategy and selling your company. Today, just to do a little summary recap, we covered prepping for the sale, prepping your mindset and assembling your team. Aaron, do you have a quick summary for our listeners about what we've covered today? Absolutely. So just
1: in a quick summary, everybody, just remember, you know, get that valuation done. Know what you wanna sell this thing for and know the work that needs to be done to get your company specifically to that level so it's actually worth what it is that you wanna sell it for. So do that work, set those KPIs in place do a little research, do a little reading, start to inform yourself. What is what, what do businesses in my industry start to trade for? Then prep on the mindset. Your mindset is such a big aspect to the deal. Start to work on that mindset, get yourself ready for the journey as it starts getting closer and closer. And then last, start assembling your team. You know, the farther out you have your team in place, the more they know you,
0: the more that you know them and you have a better working relationship. So get that team in place. Excellent. So next episode, we are going to cover Tactical work as the process gets underway, the negotiations, and nailing the deal. Please check today's show notes for awesome goodies, links to those books, and a couple of more pieces of information that we've referenced. Thank you so much for joining us on this week's episode of the Buildify Method Podcast. Please make sure to subscribe to us and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It does help other like-minded entrepreneurs find us and add to this community that we're building with tools and information and strategies and coachable insights. For all the entrepreneurs that are in our audience. We do look forward to joining you soon on part two of this two-part series on exit strategy and selling your company. We hope you guys have a great rest of your week. Take care.